Hello, and welcome to the PixiePearls.com podcast, episode 12, Bin Spin Sugar. Today, we're going to be doing a knit-along spotlight, a yarn spotlight, a brand new technique spotlight, and then I'm going to talk about my recent adventures using a drop spindle and about what I'm currently knitting. Now, of course, you may already have noticed that the sound is a little bit different on this podcast, or maybe you didn't notice any difference at all. I think I'm getting a little bit of reverb and a little bit of echo, so just bear with me as I tweak it and try to get it more and more perfect as each show gets completed. I really like my new microphone, but it's a lot more sensitive than my old one, so I have to learn how to use it. Alrighty, now that we have that out of the way, moving on to our first topic, a knit-along spotlight. I came upon a wonderful little gem of a knit-along called Knit the Classics, and the website is knittheclassics.blogspot.com. Basically, it happens to surround around books. So if everyone's reading the same book, preferably a classic, they would pick out patterns that were themed to go along with that book. It's not limited, so everyone doesn't have to have the same pattern for the same book, but they have to pick their pattern based on the theme of that book. And they are currently all reading A Passage to India by E.M. Forrester. Right now on the blog, Amanda is making a shawl using a lace horseshoe stitch. And it's really cute because at the very most recent entry, she has a photograph of her dog Maverick, who looks like a collie or a Sheltie, with the shawl thrown over him. And the dog just has this cute little face that says, Mommy, why are you doing this to me? Um, it's a little hot out right now to be putting shawls on dogs, but um, it's a really cute picture. Moving right along, today's yarn spotlight, and today's yarn is Hempathy by Elizabeth Levold. This is also the same manufacturer who makes my silky wool, which I love, which I'll talk about later, how my progress on that split neck tee is going. But I started the Hempathy about a week and a half ago, or I guess a week ago. The Hempathy is a lot different on the ball than it is on the needle. It's a very tight, dense yarn on the ball, or at least it appears to be. It's a lot like Dale Svau in that it seems to be two strands woven together of a slightly different color or sheen. And on the ball, it just doesn't look like it would knit up very loosely. And when I've knit it up, it almost blooms immediately. Like the moment it comes off the ball and it goes into your knit, it seems much softer and looser. And the stitches look much bigger than you would imagine they would just from the way it is on the ball. Empathy is 41% cotton. 34% hemp, and 25% modal. It knits up at about 6 or 7 stitches per inch, and each ball has about 150 yards on it. I think this is a really great yarn. You know, I've, I've finished about 75% of the front of the tank, and so it's hard to say until I've washed it and I've worn it, but I like knitting with it. It's no more splitty than any other cotton yarn I've ever used. In fact, I would say it's it's more like it wants to split into the two strands. It's not as though like some of the other cotton yarns, with depending on how they're spun and um, plied, it's almost like they want to break up into six little pieces. So I, I guess it's a six ply. <laughs> this is probably a two ply. But it do, you can't really tell. It looks like there might be more in there. But either way, I think it's very pleasant to knit with. I like it, except I would say the only thing negative is that I want to do it on a smaller needle because it's kind of, you know, it, it's got a lot of, it's very loose, and I tend to like a denser fabric, but I'm betting with the Hempathy 
that it would get too dense if you went down um, too small a needle size. And I traditionally go down one needle size smaller than called for, and I believe I am on fours. Yes, I'm on fours for this, and I believe it called for a five. So even going down a needle size, it still knit up fairly loosely. But I think it's a winner. I would buy it again. I love Elizabeth Lavold's yarns. I think they're really great, and they're affordable. They don't really cost that much money. I think it was 5 or $6 a ball, and it's, you know, way over 100 yards. So it, it's a good price compared to the Rowan's and the Debbie Bliss yarns. It's comparable or better. And now, you guys, I'm going to hit you with something completely new, a Technique Spotlight. I started thinking about this the other day. I, like, saw so many things on blogs that I have thought about podcasting about, little tips and tricks about slants of stitches and seaming, and I thought, okay, this isn't necessarily a blog spotlight, and I don't want to turn all my blog spotlights into something about techniques, so why not do a technique spotlight? Well, someone on the Live Journal knitting community at knitting.livejournal.com had posted a link that came over from the Weasley Sweaters group community on LiveJournal, which is community.livejournal.com forward slash Weasley Sweaters. And of course, I will post the full URL to this particular article. And it is basically about washing your hand knits. It talks about soaps, detergents, laundry detergent, dishwashing detergent, shampoo, um, fabric softener, hair conditioner, lanolin conditioning, how to avoid felting and fulling. I mean, this thing is really long. It talks about shrinkage of cotton, how to wash by hand, when to wash in the machine, how to block, how to dry. It's a great article. It's really, really long. And I think someone just wrote up about it on the Weasley sweater site. And then there was that link that someone linked to it from knitting.livejournal.com. And I thought, this is really great. I have to share this. So if you've ever wondered about how to wash your sweaters and the stuff that you're knitting, I will put the link up at podcast.pixiepearls.com so you can go straight to it. Up next, I'm going to be talking about my adventures at a brand new yarn store this past weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. It is called Niche, K-N-I-T-C-H, and I believe the URL is nichenitting.com. Now, I've only been to this yarn store once, and it's only been open for about a week, but I have faith that my opinion of this yarn store will hold true for a very long time. When you walk in this yarn store, it is what we all dream a yarn store should be. First off, ample parking in the back, located in the Highlands in Atlanta, which is a very trendy, fun little area. You walk up to the back of it, where the entryway is, and it has this white fence with this big sign that says niche. And it has great branding. You definitely know where you are. They've got great signage, I guess would be the better thing to say. You know you are at niche and at a knitting store. You walk in this beautiful little white painted gate, and there is a giant metal art piece of a bird knitting and it's got to be three or four feet tall. There are planted pots with rosemary and lavender covering the doorway and then above the doorway is a sign that says come in and knit and spin with us which of course I love because I don't know any yarn stores that tell me to come in and spin so I took a picture of the sign like a dork and I have it on my blog at pixiepearls.com. So as soon as we entered and opened the door after I took my dorky picture. 
The owner's voice rings out and says, come on in, come on in. We all go in and there are a whole row of nice coffee cups all lined up along the right when you first walk in. And there's coffee for you to get as much as you like and water. And it was just a feast for the eyes. It's a vaulted ceiling. Off to the left wall are these triangular cubbies filled in by color and by fiber. So I'm not sure which was which, but there was a wall of alpaca and a wall of silk and a wall of wool and a wall of cotton. And they were filled in as best as they could by color, all the red yarn and all the orange yarn. And it was just gorgeous. Down the center of the hardwood floor, I think it was, was a nice big giant rug and then a long oak table with chairs that were painted turquoise or blue to match everything else in the store. But I did not get to look at everything first. I went directly to the spinning section over to the right. They had, I believe it was, the president of the Peachtree Hand Spinners Guild there, and she had set up the wall with all of the antique wheels and old um, spinning books, and there was a row of spindles, and there was cashmere roving, and BFL, and merino top superwash, just gorgeous. The roving was piling out of the drawers. It was like calling to you as you looked. It was like it was just seeping out of the drawers, waiting to be picked up and touched. And I asked her to show me how to use the drop spindle because I haven't had much luck with it. And watching her hands, I wish I could remember her name. I'm very sorry that I can't, but it was like magic. She was at ease with that spindle. And she had the Greensleeves Vixen in ebony which they didn't have for sale, but she said she would order some. So when they get those, I plan on buying one. And they're about six to eight ounces in weight, and they're meant for spinning a lace weight yarn. So she started me off in this pretty blue roving, which I guess was a BFL. And I had a few little problems, and she said, you know, you need to put your fingers farther apart so that the, the triangle in the center, I guess they call it, you know, you need more room there, and I needed to relax, and I started spinning, and I could do it, and since she has told me how to do it, and I have come home, I have spun every night on that spindle, and it is just getting better and better, so I spent a lot of time with her doing that, and shopping, and looking at the different stuff, and getting some roving, and then I moseyed on over to the rest of the store. In the front, where a lot of the notions were kept, there were terracotta planters, just covering a table with needles and notions and handmade stitch markers. So it was this beautiful table with all these little terracotta pots, and it was adorable looking. And then at the front counter, behind the counter, there was this gorgeous glass mirror that an artist had created a, a sort of a scene. And I can't remember what the scene was, but you could tell it had been hand glued on all these little bits of glass to create this beautiful scene. And I, I was just enamored, and then I kept walking around to look at more beautiful things. They had these beautiful furniture just set over to the side with drawers open with yarn coming out and beautiful baskets. Everything about the store was top quality, top notch. It's all done the way it would be in your wildest dreams. The bags that she had when you checked out were beautifully printed with the logo. She had turquoise paper that matched the interior of the store to wrap whatever you bought in and she wrapped Every single thing you purchased and put a cute little niche sticker on it. 
Now, I don't know how long that will last because that can get to be a lot of paper wasted when you're wrapping all that stuff and it can get pretty expensive. But even if they wrapped one thing or they wrapped it all once, that little sticker, I mean, it's so cute. You can't, that's branding and that's marketing. I, I don't know uh, much about the owner. She was extremely sweet, but she knows what she's doing or she had the right people doing it for her because it's amazing. And talking about branding, they had their own coffee made by Java Vino and they that was the coffee that you could get and drink and then you could buy it. And I bought a bag <laughs> and I've been drinking it at work for the last two days because I actually gave it as a gift to a friend at work, the one who had fixed my broken laptop, but that's another story. And I went and snuck and got some two days in a row just so that I could drink it and remember how beautiful that yarn store was. I am not sure any other yarn store will ever top niche. It is gorgeous. Oh, and she has this beautiful spiral metal staircase that goes up. And she said they were redoing it up there to have dyeing classes, which, oh my gosh, you know I'm there. So I'm looking forward to all the wonderful things. They are open Saturdays. They're open late in the evenings. I, they might even be open Sundays, but I can't remember right now. But they just have really great hours. And I want to go back and go back often. And I'm already trying to plan out when I can go again. Of course, I know that I don't need any more yarn, and I was very good and didn't buy any yarn while I was there. I only bought the spindle, some roving, a book, and stitch markers, so I was very proud I had some self-control. And, you know, I really didn't feel like it was a bad price on that spindle. They sold it to me for $32, and they go usually for retail at about $30. And a lot of online retailers sell them for 35 or 38 So I felt like the price was very good and I was satisfied with the majority of her prices. Ooh, and speaking of that, she had Rowan Natural Silk Erin, which, oh, it's my favorite yarn in the world. Um, I have not finished knitting something with that. I've swatched and I have the yarn to make a tank with that. So yeah, as you can tell, I have a lot of yarn and a lot of things I need to knit before I can buy more yarn. So I'm knitting like a crazy woman just so I can go back to knit and buy some more yarn. Now, speaking of knitting like a crazy woman, I'm going to talk to you about what I have been working on. So about five days ago, I finished the body on my Knitting Pure and Simple Split Neck Tee. And I was really worried about it and I put it to the side because I was worried that the armholes weren't going to be big enough. I picked up 10 stitches at the bottom near the armpit and then I took it with me on Sunday when I went to niche with Claudia because she drove because I don't like driving to the city and we met up with a couple other ladies which was really fun and um, when we got back I tried it on and I was like Claudia is my sleeve too small and she said no I think it's perfect because of course I'm feeling that the sweater is small because I originally wanted it to be bulky but it's not going to be bulky it's going to fit exactly perfectly which means I'm not allowed to gain any weight whatsoever in my arms but the point is, is that it fit and I should relax. And I am now halfway done with one sleeve. So that's going fine. I pick it up when I'm bored with the other stuff. And what I've mainly been working on for the last week is my tank top. It is actually called the Wave Stitch Tank from the Spring Summer 2006 St. Charles Collision or S. Charles Collision. All these foreign knitting magazines I don't know how to pronounce any of it um, but it's on my blog and if you look in July on my sidebar you can hit and you'll see all my progress on that tank top and it's very challenging for me oh okay well it's not challenging well it is challenging it's different 
I'm breaking away from my solid color thing. I'm breaking away from my stockinette and feed ribbing stitch, blah, blah, blah. I'm being different. It is a pretty wave pattern. It is stripes. I'm using multiple colors that might even clash a little bit and I don't care. I'm throwing my hair to the wind and I'm not stressing it. <laughs> of course, I'm stressing it because then I look at it and I go, ooh, I would have liked this better with just the two colors and maybe with the light white as a background. But you know what? I'm trying to break outside of my box and knit something different and see how I feel about it when I'm done. And I think I'll be proud that I did the wave stitch pattern. It's really simple and easy. It's a seven or so, I guess, 11 stitch repeat. You knit two together, you knit two, you knit and make one into the next two stitches, you knit three, and then you slip and knit, um, or, or slip knit, slip stitch over, and then the last one, um, you start over again knitting two together, and it creates a cute pattern, and it's very easy to memorize, which is wonderful for me with my crappy memory. So I am hoping to be done with this tank top sometime soon and done with the split neck tee sometime soon. The worst part will be picking up the stitches for the neck on the tee. And after that, I have another tank top planned in the 100% Debbie Bliss silk. It's going to be stripes as well, but it's going to be big fat stripes of um, blue and green. And that's going to be a V-neck. So I have that one planned. And then I have enough yarn, I think, for two more tank tops. And I have one of those patterns already picked out, but you'll have to wait till my next podcast to hear about that wonderful new pattern. Now, I am forgetting to talk to you about spinning with the drop spindle. Okay, so I bought some merino top in a gorgeous pale green with spots of darker teal in it. And it's a beautiful merino top. And that was from Niche when I got the spindle. And I had read that Merino wasn't as easy to spin with as like Corydale or Coopworth, but I really liked doing it. It was a little bit of a challenge, but I just I keep picking that spindle up every night before I go to bed. I've been spinning on it for at least 20 minutes. And so getting all motivated about the drop spindle, I was going online again looking for places to talk to people about spinning, and I noticed that there wasn't a lot of places. Okay, well there's a lot of small places, but there was never any main form completely dedicated to spinning. You have Knitty, which has a spinning topic. You have Knitter's Review Forum, which has a few spinning topics, subtopics. And then you have the Live Journal Knitting Community, which I'm not as familiar with, but I know there are a few out there. So I thought, hey, I have the technical ability to fairly easily set up a forum. So I thought I'd go ahead and do it. So if you go to talk.pixiepearls.com, that's T-A-L-K dot you will get to check out my brand spanking new spinning forum. Please go and check it out and sign up and start chatting because I just really want to come up with a way to bring the whole spinning community together somewhere the way that a lot of these other knitting forums have brought the knitting community together. I am now starting to lose my voice because I've been talking for 20 straight minutes and because I had to just scream at my husband because he started playing techno music, boom, 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 in the background and the microphone was picking it up. So I slammed my fist on the wall and then I screamed because I can't move because I have everything set up perfectly where if I get up and I leave and come back a few minutes later, the sound will be different and then when I edit it and you hear me speaking, it, it will, you'll be able to tell I got up and the sound will be different. And my goal 
is always to make it sound perfect. I know I'm a little too anal, but I'm going to keep trying, always strive for perfection. My mom always said, it's not worth doing if you're not going to do it well, which is probably why I'm crazy with my knitting. But happy knitting to you guys. I hope you enjoyed my podcast, All Shiny and New. Go check out talk.pixiepearls.com. And happy knitting. Talk to you guys later.